I like my earliest memories of Andrew are him zipping off his jacket and his and his pants. And he's always had great knees, so the zip off pants were awesome. Really good knees. Yeah, great knees. This is my Welcome to episode two of Andy's Secret Sauce. If you're listening to this in the car, I recommend buckling your seatbelt because this episode gets a little bit spicy. We're talking to Stephen and Georgia, Andrew's childhood best friends. So let's get into it. Let's dive in. Yeah. So I guess let's dive in. Do you guys remember when you met Andrew? Georgia, you want to go first? Yeah, I can, but I think in terms of timeline, yours occurs before mine. That's fair. That's fair, but, you yeah. know. Uh, okay, so I'll, I'll quickly run That's through polite. it. I'll, I'll give you that. Yeah, so I don't actually remember the first time I met him because I was so young and we were next-door neighbors. Um, so I can't really pin down, like, the moment where we, like, you know, walked across our driveways, mm-hmm. shook hands, and introduced each other, uh, you know. But um, sorry to interrupt. Were your houses actually next to each other? Yeah, we like had adjacent driveways, and our, our houses were next to each other. So I don't wow. remember. But um, he's like the you know the first the first friend I ever made. So a special thing for me. Um, but I can't no, I can't remember that like the actual moment where I met him. So it's tough. I can't. I don't really have a good answer. Mm-hmm. What a beautiful and vague story thank you you. i'm trying to be honest though i can make up a story about it but i actually don't remember meeting how old were you guys when that happened you think like less than a year old like oh really yeah like we were born his birthday is obviously may 9th shouts out happy birthday andrew um but uh yeah so like we met when we were both infants because we, that's both of our families lived there. Um, and we were, they were friendly. So like, I, yeah, I totally, I was probably less than a year old. Uh, same with Andrew when we met each other for the first time. I don't think I knew that. Like, yeah. I knew you were little and I'd seen pictures of you as little cuties together, but I didn't realize it was like really little, little, little. Yeah. I cannot, I cannot remember the first word I said to that man's. <laughs> mm. How about you, Georgia? I'm sorry to say I also don't remember an exact moment, but I moved to Cleveland in fifth grade and started fifth grade at Shaker and noticed you guys really, really quickly. I didn't know anybody and- Where um, did you move from? I moved from New York City actually, from a very different scene than Shaker. And and I was like very extra and trying to do like New York City kid things and nobody was buying that really. But Andrew was just, always a big personality obviously as he still is but we were on the bus together and Steven you were too and I just like always had the most fun playing around with Andrew on the bus and sometimes he'd wear um those dope pants that zip off at the knee and I like my Mm -hmm. earliest memories of Andrew are him zipping off his jacket and his and his pants and making a making a good time out of that it was somewhere somewhere in fifth grade and lots lots of fun things have happened since we had we had like the one of the most fire bus routes out of all the the buses that would you know obviously transport kids to to school. I think it was like me, you, Andrew, uh, Walter Stam. I want to say was on that bus. For 
sure. Um, Mackenzie Taylor. Who could she walk? No, she was on it too. She didn't. Well, she was on it. It was it was a pretty rowdy bunch on that bus. I'll tell True. you that. And he's always had great knees, so the zip-off pants were awesome. Really good knees. Yeah, great really knees. Good knees. Mm. And what what did you guys get up to on the bus? What, what were people talking about? What were people doing on the bus? Good question. <laughs> what happens on the bus stays on the bus, my guy. Yeah, true. Okay. Smart. We'll respect, <laughs> respect your privacy. Bus crew, though. Flirty, flirty. Trust bus. in the group. Mm-hmm. Flirty. Would, would would you call Andrew flirty today, and would you have always called him flirty, do you think? The, the flirtiest? The flirtiest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. you know, I have, to, I have to keep it under wraps sometimes because it's just so damn charming. Truly. Yeah. yeah. Why do you feel like you need to keep it under And what are you keeping under wraps? <laughs> <laughs> Reacting to his flirtiness. He's just so Oh, good. for yourself. You're trying to keep it at bay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. He, he doesn't even know how charming he is. Ah. Uh, yeah like why not you think i feel like his natural state (laughs) is flirting so when he tries to flirt i can't even imagine what that's like a lot of hips i feel like a lot of we've heard that from multiple sources the hips are really important yeah yeah those are good good hips good knees um so moving into you know you guys knew him georgia you met him in fifth grade and then you know, puberty hit, you went through middle school. Was there any struggles, changes? That transition is often Maybe tough his body for a young changed, boy. but what are some other ways he changed? Yeah. Well, I'll I'll say that Andrew and I had a had a moment where where we were like, are we gonna do we like each other romantically? Like when you're getting mm. older and you're figuring out that, that you can like people in a friendship way in a different way. And we went through a moment where we were like, should is that a thing? And then pretty quickly we're like no but we love each other so that was a that was an interesting coming of age moment mm. i think the, flir- the flirting just gets you really every time it's i'm getting better at how know, old uh, were you guys what grade were you guys in when that moment happened things are getting spicy i know i was uh, getting spicy things well, are getting spicy. Oh, here. was that yeah, seventh like, grade eighth grade do you, do you remember <laughs> middle school Andrew and I will get into it kind of because I have a really bad memory and he's really thoughtful in mm-hmm. how he remembers things and I'm not as good at that so I'm sure in, he'll, he'll in that help. in that exploration of whether you guys um would be a a, a romantic fit along with <laughs> yeah. a obviously stellar friendship fit sure. was there ever any potential kisses mm-hmm. yeah yeah mm. sure yeah. And do you think maybe you could describe, obviously his game, I hope, has evolved since then. But yeah. was he skilled in that department? Um, <laughs> really outstanding. And he was mm-hmm. very, he was sure to tell me about um, his experiences at camp. So I knew I was dealing with a very experienced. Mm, yeah. Uh, he was really good at making up experiences from camp. Yeah, yeah. And telling yeah. them to people from Cleveland. I was pretty, I was pretty nervous for sure. Um, mm-hmm. and didn't disappoint. <laughs> yeah, was stoked. So yeah. we touching on something you said is he's very thoughtful. That's something that's a something we've been hearing from a lot of different sources. Was he always as thoughtful, even when you knew him as a as a young kid, Stephen? Is there anything, or did you feel like that's something he's grown into and felt like he's found, he's picked up, or was he always that way? I think he's always had a certain element of being thoughtful for sure. 
but I think he's definitely evolved that thoughtfulness as he's matured throughout his life. I remember being uh, obviously very young and we were next door neighbors. So there was always like the conversation of like, should I go over to your house or do you want to come over to my house to like play video games, play some sports, you know, outside whatever we were doing. And I feel like he always would essentially like be the, the final des- decision maker on what we were going to do and where we were going to do it, um, which was totally fine with me in most instances. I'd like to think that I'm easygoing, but um, I think that's something he wouldn't do anymore, but he did when he was a lot younger. Um, not to say that he wasn't thoughtful about that, but I think that he's become a lot more, you know, easygoing would be the word. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And where do you think he picked that up? Georgia, where did you fit? Like when you came in, how thoughtful was he? And then so we can sort of start to create a timeline. Well, I, I feel like when, especially when you're at that age, and I, I don't have any siblings too. So I feel like I was always very intimidated by boys because I didn't like grow up with any. Mm. Uh, but I think that you don't, or at least I was very nervous about all of my interactions at that phase. So it wasn't really until I think high school that I understood how important our friendship wasn't just to me, but to him also. And we lived really close to each other also. So we'd go on walks all the time or we'd drive back from parties and end up talking for hours and um, knowing that he was paying attention and thinking about things and could kind of keep me in check, which is something that he does till today where he knows me really well and he'll be like, think about that. He'll, He'll challenge me on things. And pretty early on, I knew that he was a, that, kind of a friend for me where he once we sort of evolved out of that awkward phase he was always thoughtful and paying attention and noticed things and would bring them up and we'd talk them out and I would say pretty early for me absolutely I mean everyone needs a friend who cares about them and is always thinking about them and checking in but at the same time isn't afraid to call you on your shit and we're all very lucky to have him do that for us Exactly. As we find the contours of our beautiful boy, let's just, uh, if we can just touch on maybe some um, moments, some key moments throughout high school that uh, can provide a bit of a picture. Uh, there are like some top Andrew moments from high school that you want to share. Um, either some really moments you're proud of for Andrew, maybe moments yeah. you're not proud of, but have made him the man he is today. One moment that I'll, I'll never forget about Andrew is, uh, it was our, our senior year and it was like the, the last day of when we were in classes, which was called lawn day. So essentially you would go on senior project, like the last month of school. That's when we did polite boys. But the last day of classes before that project um, is lawn day where everyone skips school and like pitches a tent, hangs out on the, the front lawn of the high school. And somewhere like in the mid afternoon, um, it's like a tradition for you to like run into the school and just start yelling and like being fucking watt and shit. And um, which was like surprisingly chill. Like the, the teachers were cool with that. And I remember after it was like the end of lawn day and it was after we like ran through the school, like yelling, it was like the last, you know, time all of our, you know, everyone in our grade was going to be together like that. And I remember uh, being with Andrew right after and he started crying and it was like, tears of joy but it was also super sad and bittersweet because I think he really cherished his high school experience and like the friends that he had and just like the entire community 
you know, that he was, you know, really a big part of. Um, and like, you could just tell how much that meant to him in that moment. And like, I'll never forget, like looking over at him and like seeing him like tear up a little bit. Uh, it, was mm-hmm. be- it was a beautiful moment. Wow. Thank you for sharing. While we were talking about kind of the polite boys, I would like to get both <laughs> of your perspectives mm-hmm. on what it was like to create such an iconic album and from and what it was like to be around it and mm-hmm. be a fan because like it, i'm a fan but oh, mm-hmm. you know i i didn't get to live through the rise and fall of the polite boys by yeah. the time i caught on i feel like they were already kind of disbanded and any comps you might have too were you guys a destiny's child were you guys you know uh backstreet boys what was your sort of and then what was sort of the aura what was the were there groupies just just tell us it all we tell all you know Oh, gosh. I mean, I'll just say being on the sidelines for that, knowing it was going to come out and just being like, in the hype of it was pretty wild. We, I sat in study hall with Andrew and Steven, and I heard some of their ideas. Um, <laughs> there's, I'll, Steven, I'll let you talk about Miss, Miss LaMafa. Um, <laughs> it didn't make the album, but might be the best song. I think, but I think it helped get Hot the track. I listen to it all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the Lamrafa Chronicles, the realization. Mm-hmm. But um, I heard some of these ideas go back and forth and, and truly I feel so blessed to have been there for the release of the polite boys, but also it's something that I've been able to share with my friends throughout life. All my college friends are well-versed in polite boys. My friends since are well-versed in polite boys. It's truly the gift that keeps on giving. Right. I think to, to add on to the, the whole polite boys thing, I, I think the polite boys, even though it was like a significant, you know, uh, era of shaker and just what we went through, I don't think it would be nearly as big if it didn't hit the way it hit at camp, camp Robin hood. Like it blew up at camp Robin hood. And I like Andrew would send me videos of like younger campers who are like still going today like singing polite boy songs, which is just like, they're the ones keeping the polite boys alive, if anything. Mm-hmm. Shouts out Camp Robin Hood. I think they're like 90% of the Spotify streams for the polite boys. So shouts out. And I'm the mm-hmm. other person. And, and, <laughs> and then Georgia. Um, yeah, I feel like I, I might have cut you off, Georgia, you, if you had a moment to share. I think that's a good one. I was just thinking about something earlier because I'm at my aunt's and my dad's whole family lives very close to each other. So we see each other and I was telling them that I was going to do this. And I was reminding them of when they met Andrew, which was at my, my graduation party in high school. My dad's a musician. So the top floor of our house is, was a bunch of drums and he was playing music up there. And one of my aunts loves to dance, but is kind of shy. So she was just sitting, sitting, doing her own thing somewhere. And Andrew just like, wouldn't let that stand. He was twirling her all night and she loved it, but she was just so, so shy. And I, it was the sweetest thing. And they all remember it, of course. And, and so that was just a moment where it was very Andrew of like, I'm going to make this really fun for everybody, regardless of how uncomfortable this person is. I know mm-hmm. that they actually love it and I'm going to go for it. And so everybody in this house remembers it for sure. And I mm-hmm. remember it very clearly. That boy, was, can, that boy can dance. Sorry? I said that boy can dance. And from our accounts, all interviews, he could always dance. Always. Mm-hmm. What do you think were some of the le- the sort of his landmark moves, sig- signature moves? Anything with the hips. Like, 
keep going yeah. back to the hips. Like for sure the hips. Are they going up and down? Are they going forward and back? Or are they really just going around town? It's yeah, I think like there's no like plane of movement uh, that really like restricts him. I think it's like free flowing. Um I also think not only the hips are amazing, but I think dancing, you can get a lot in the face. Like if if you're committed facially, then like you you don't even have to be that good of a dancer and like people will still think it's fire. So not that that's the case with Andrew, fire dancer, but his facial expression is just spot on. Amazing. Yeah. Are you guys dancers as well? Oh, I like to dance. Mm. And are you a hips guy as well? A little bit of everything. I, I, right. I kind of dabble. This podcast is presented by Spa Sandals. Are you too cheap to buy Reeboks or Birkenstocks? Just go to the spa and steal the sandals they give you. Spa Sandals keeping Andy not barefoot since 2014. You know, obviously this podcast is going to blow up. We're going to get a lot of phone calls about it. And then eventually they'll ask to adapt it into a major motion picture for streaming. Uh, who do you think should play Andrew? Dave Franco. I think mm. Dave Franco. So I, I like here's there's a like a, a actor now or could it be like a younger version of like an older actor you can pick anyone anyway. throughout history yeah we, okay we're, we're gonna, we could do, do the irishman trick yeah yeah i think but i still think dave franco i think dave franco would be interesting because dave franco is like the little brother of james and like has like understands what it's like to be a little brother um which obviously andrew knows and i feel like dave franco doesn't have like a hit movie yet like he doesn't there's no movie where it's like, wow, Dave Franco was amazing. And I feel like he needs that and, he, and he's capable of doing it. And I feel like this, like the Andrew Crystal movie could be like where like Dave Franco like really surprises some people, you know? Wow. Are you Dave Franco's agent or something? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I the question Dave, wasn't, what, what do can we do for so Dave Franco's career? <laughs> what do you think is so difficult about the Andrew Crystal role that what people would say, wow, Dave Franco really had to stretch himself? <laughs> To play that I think part when, like andrew like i yeah i think like when dave franco is gonna have to like expose his like <laughs> like during during high school because that's what it, that's like a that's a big part of the high school story wait hold um, on what high school story yeah. oh no it's kind of a watershed <laughs> moment on the podcast wow this is like brass nixon yeah i really Just feel explain. like we could actually explain this this event better in song timestamp well, 627 <laughs> Andrew exposes himself just for our producers later. Shit. I'm sorry if I'm exposing you, Andrew. Um, but well, there, it seems like he exposed himself. You know, <laughs> first and foremost. Very true. Um, you know the song, like, I'm sorry, mom? Of course. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's what the song's about is him apologizing to his mom oh. about doing that. I'm sorry, mom. I'm sorry. I raised my voice. I'm sorry, mom. I'm sorry, mom. I'm sorry. I raised my voice. I'm sorry, mom. So, what can can you talk, walk me through it? I mean, only for a second, though. Yeah. Let's yeah. Let's let's keep it moving. But okay. I, I think you get it for a second. Well, oh, he. Andrew, where was he? Yeah. Andrew was Andrew was in the high school um and he was with like I think his brother it was like we were younger we were either freshmen or sophomores and his brother and like his friends were like who all loved Andrew obviously 
were like telling Andrew that he wasn't funny. Like he wasn't being like, he wasn't funny anymore. Like just like chirping him. And then like, Andrew's like, Oh, I'm not funny. And then just like on the spot, like just, and when he did that, which was obviously very funny to everyone, uh, like there was a a assistant principal walked around the corner and saw Mm. that. And so he got in trouble for that. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think I'm, I'm not sure. Yeah. I'm sorry if if that was confidential, Andrew didn't mean to expose you. No, it sounds like he wrote a uh, apology track. And I mean, that is what the song is about. And it's, it seems like he works through it with his art, which is, which is good. And he's still um, in education today, so clearly the vice principal didn't, you know. It's a very good point. Yeah, I mean, my opening him up self up to high school administrators could have been sort of a really pivotal moment. My big concern here is, I mean, he got caught once. That doesn't mean he did it once. I would actually think it's yeah. likely, you know, if you get caught drunk driving, you know, tragically, just probably because the the assailant has been doing that a while, and uh, that's my fear. That he's this was a, a habit of his, but uh, can you speak to that at all, guys? No comment. I'm, I'm not aware of that. No, okay. I, I don't. I don't think. Yeah, I think it was a one-time thing. What do you think would be if they don't adapt it to a movie, but they make it into a book? What's the name of this chapter? I'm sorry, mom. I'm sorry, mom. Yeah. Mm. Andy's secret sauce is sponsored by Hebrew National. One hot dog. Two hot dog. Three hot dog, so many wieners, yo. So as we try and map out the rest of Andrew's life and sort of who he is today, of course he's 100% perfect now. And he may have been 100% perfect in high school, but he's maybe not 100% the same. So we're thinking of what percentage of like the person Andrew is today would you say that person was in high school? And then how do you feel like the dissonance is and what do you think he's picked up along the way since you knew him as a kid and since you know him now? I can jump in first. Yeah. I think Andrew's been a hundred percent himself the whole time, but he's really figured out how to find tact and all those different facets of his personality. So he's always been really clever. He's always been really funny, but he's managed to really turn that into the qualities of a really well-rounded adult and successful professional in his job. I mean, he has to be creative. He has to be witty. He has to be all these things, but in a really different forum. And I've seen him do that. And he's just remained, he's remained so fun. Andrew and Steven have been such a pivotal part of why I decided to go back to New York in a, in a big way too. Just every time I came there, I had so much fun with them and he's broadened his circle every step of the way he's brought in people. I know he's become close with so many of your friends, Steven, he's become close to so many of mine. And I think it's because he's remained exactly who he is, but he's figured out how to be that in a much more adult effective way. That's made him successful at work, but made him successful in life yeah. too. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Hard to put a percentage on like what's changed and what, you know, what stayed the same, but just the, kind of echo a couple of things Georgia said, like freaking he, this guy is super interested in everyone he meets. Like there's never like a moment in time where like you introduce Andrew to someone and he's like not giving them like the time of day or like that's, that never happens. He's always like incredibly interested. Um, and it, I think that's the reason why I'm sure with like my friends and, and Georgia's friends as well, he's able to become so close with them 
even in like at certain instances, I think some of my friends like Andrew more than they like me. So like, it's, it's just like a funny thing where I think he, it shows how like, like caring he is and, and interested in, in people. And like, I think it's hard. Like Andrew's obviously very like playful and he like loves to like make people laugh. But I think what's even more like powerful within his like characteristics is like his ability to like connect with people and like have people like feel very close to him like cl- like quickly, um, which like not a lot of people can do. Um, so mm-hmm. I think that's like a, a huge thing for for him. That's always been the same for you know since he was a little kid to today. Mm, definitely, that's what we've heard pretty much across the board from everyone. Well, I just realized we didn't even talk about like you know his romantic high school life. Huh? Unless it's not you. you don't Unless there's nothing of note. Uh, I mean that's funny if it's true trying to think of some good stuff steven jump in i mean romantically i think andrew's a really like is was a really good looking guy is still a really good looking guy amen he had had a a lot of interesting like little flings here and there he didn't have like a serious girlfriend in high school i would say um Right, like there was no, there was no serious girlfriend. There were a few that like stick out to me, like the like the little flings, but like no one, no one where I would be like, we have to talk about this in Andy's secret sauce, you know? Yeah. Do you think it was because he has so much love, he didn't feel like it was fair to just give it to one person? Wow, that's an interesting take. I never thought about it like that. Um. I don't know, man. I think we were just in high school and we had no right. Idea <laughs> <laughs> um, do you have anything else? No, you guys, this is great. This uh, is, yeah. I mean, thank you so much for uh, being a part of this. And, you know, we're his roommates now. We spend all day with him. And I feel like we're reaping the benefits of who he is and the guy he's become. And I know you two are a big part of that and you shaped who he was. So we just want to thank you guys for making, for making him. That's episode two in the books or rather on the cork board. As we start to string the facts together and really get a picture of how Andy came to be. Join us next week as we lift up the curtain on camp with Oliver Weil. See you then. Outside of the egress, I was chilling with my friends. And one of them said I don't do anything funny anymore, so I had to change it. Why? I whipped it out <sighs> only for a second, though. Only a second? Hey, don't shout. I know I was wrong. But so were you. What? Whoa, I didn't mean to say that, Mom. You're right, you're the bomb, I'm nothing! Oh my, I love you so much and I wanted to say Hey mom, I'm sorry